0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Realcom Live. I'm Jim Young, your host. Um, This week, we are going to be continuing our journey into the world of AI and the built environment. Um, For those of you who may not be aware, we started our entry into this journey in 2016 at Realcom and IBcon, where we had a gentleman by the name of Cade Metz on the stage. Cade was a reporter for Wired Magazine, and he was actually in the room where the Korean Go champion was fighting, um, I believe it was Microsoft's AI or Google's AI machine learning system. And I remember one of the things Cade said to me was, it was really strange because I was watching the guys who developed the platform. And at one point they started asking each other, do you know what it's doing? And they all responded, no, we don't. And and Cade, who is a technical technology reporter, said he'd never quite heard anything like that, where the technology was doing things that its coders didn't know about. Um, and at that uh, at that conference, we asked some folks on the stage, had they had any familiarity with uh, AI? And pretty much the answers were no. So seven years ago, uh, our industry knew nothing about AI. So fast forward to last year, uh, last fall, ChatGPT enters this, uh, the, uh, the industry. Uh, or the world, I should say, and boom, uh, everybody's now aware of ChatGBT and others. And then we go to our conference this year, AI, a big topic. Uh, we had some demos, we had multiple sessions. And then right after the conference, we reached out to uh, 75 to 100 people saying, look, we know we didn't cover it enough. There was so much happening so fast. Do you want to get together and have a conversation about AI? And very quickly, I think we had 75 people on the phone and we've been holding conversations uh, for the last month or so, a couple months on the topic of AI in the built environment. And two guys that rose to the top of that conversation, they were also they kind of took a leadership role on the topic at the conference, was Wayne Campbell, technologist and freelance management consultant, and Sunder Papu, SVP, head of technology and strategy for Inland Real Estate Group. And uh, let's bring those guys on because they're going to join me today as co-chairs of our Buildings AI event that's happening this November. And let's get a little sense on, you know, why are you leaning in? So, Sunder, why don't we start with you? I mean, give me a little background on your, uh, you know, on your experience and and your bio, and then let's get quickly into that. why are you specifically leaning into AI? And and I'm going to ask the same of Wayne, and then we're going to get into our conversation.
1: Thanks, Jim. Um, you know, from my from a technology background perspective, I have close to about thirty plus years of experience, technology experience working fortune 500 companies you know mostly in banking and insurance um, side of the house and then over the last 13 years working here at the inland real estate uh, group of companies um, the good thing uh, you know from a overall perspective what i've seen is that as you actually apply you know the value of you know how can you actually help in driving the value the business value for the uh, for the organization and the key thing is data is the key element that basically helps there mm-hmm. uh, we have huge amounts of data and then you're looking at ways to mine the data and then provide valuable insights to the business uh, business so they can make uh good decisions and and basically driving uh you know the company forward so at a high level that's basically you know where our journey started um and we were able to actually you know and then business and technology working together started with a small concept of um uh, you know providing that at the realcom conference i think this was in 2017 just showing how you can actually use Alexa to actually get the data in and then provide that. And then having the executive support to actually build use cases, uh, you know, pilot cases of driving, you know, taking data data and create insights. You know, those are all together is what propelled me to actually see how we can be able to uh, bring forth some value back
0: and, and, I, and I, I, you did you and your team, uh, made a great effort of taking, yeah. uh, or, or taking the challenge of taking Realcom's little world, you know, our yep. website and the program and, and putting it in, uh, you know, into chat GBT, I believe, and, and yeah. allow us to, you learned a lot of lessons, correct? I mean, yeah, not maybe. as easy as you thought, not, no. you know, a, a lot more, you know, the unstructured data is a little bit more unwieldy. Um, and and so and that's one of the things we're going to talk about a little bit is getting through the hype. But uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for that effort. Um, we yeah. learned a lot. I think you learned a lot. And I think it was a benefit to the industry. You know. thank you. Wayne, you started in our industry, went into general tech, some pretty high profile customers and companies. Um, give us a little background on your journey you know, or your, your career and then why AI? Why are you focusing so hard on AI right now?
2: Certainly. And thank you, Jim. And pleasure to be here. So I have over 30 years of experience working in the business of technology as I refer to it. And during those 30 years, I've worked with some of the biggest brands, biggest companies and partnered with them from financial services, the likes of your Goldman Sachs of the world, all the way through to commercial real estate with the Westfields so or Univira Redemco Westfield. So you right. think about it, I've worked with the tenants, of some of these buildings, I've worked with the real estate companies. Now, I've also worked with the enterprise technology that sits within any organization that powers it through. So, always at the intersection of business and technology, and always about driving business outcomes. So, I've been there for the transition from um, on premise to cloud, client server, big data, machine learning, and now today, artificial intelligence.
0: All right. All right. We just keep giving I- it. Different names, but at the end of the day, it's foundation is data.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The foundation is data, and it's always about how do we use the data and how do we use the tools that process that data to get to those outcomes, be it environmental, social, commercial, and so on and so forth.
0: Right. Well, and and when you look at it from a macro perspective, you just sit in an airplane and look down on the built environment, any major city, the inefficiencies – the energy energy inefficiencies, the human inefficiencies. If AI really got its act together in our industry, I mean, it could radically shift, not just how we operate and transact the assets, but how we use them, right? I mean, uh, where once 25 people sat crunching spreadsheets could be replaced by a server in some rack in, in some co-location facility somewhere around the world, right? So so this is a deep conversation. It, it, and and I we were talking earlier, Sundar, I said, what inning, you know, I mean, as far as this AI, you know, next iteration of big data, I, I think we're still in the bus in the parking lot. You know, I, I, fully lot. I fully agree on that.
1: I fully agree on that, Jim. I think, um, you know, as far as the, within our industry at least, um, we haven't even started. Uh, yeah. we, you know, like, well, and I want to ask
0: you a quick, a quick question, 30 seconds. I just want to get your perspective, uh, each of you. So if we introduced in 2016 and AI has been around in its development stages for at least 15 years, why did it take the whole world from 2016 to 2022, fall of 2022, ChatGPT, to become aware? That's six That's six years. Why, why did somebody, why do we all of a sudden wake up?
2: So if I can jump in here, some fundamental things have changed. Artificial intelligence, machine learning has been around for decades. However, those past decades, we spent the time adapting to the computers and how to interact with them. It's made it very niche, which meant you had specialist skills to do that. With chat GPT or generative AI, it is fundamentally different. This is the first time machines are going to start adapting to us. And we can begin to interact with them in natural ways. Hmm. So it becomes what I refer to as interactive. We're at the interactive phase now. Look at the announcements just made in the last two to three days by OpenAI and ChatGPT. It can hear, it can listen, it can speak. Right,
0: right. Yeah, I mean, and that's... And, and but but why why last fall did did something happen Was there a an announcement? Did was was it in, on social media? I mean, six years. I mean that technology has been around for a while, right? But and I, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is from an adoption standpoint, what trigger points have to occur? Because if we can learn how it, it became you know, world news overnight in you know last year. And we learned something about the adoption cycle we can figure out when and how we think it's going to impact the real estate industry based on some uh, on some common attributes right so, um i don't so have the answer i i don't know why it exploded last year
1: yeah so for jim with regards to that right so um open ai which is the one of uh, chat gpt you know basically where they they had it open but like you know it was not like for public years uh, you know, it was still basically in small pockets, um, you know, some research academy, uh, academia were, were actually working through. But then they, when they actually opened it up, I think this was in 2021, like late 2021, uh, early 2022, that's when people started looking at this particular tool set. But the actual thing came through in mid-2022 Got when it. people started using it. Well, that's well I, that thing is
0: now prevalent. I saw a demo last week of, in my prediction, will probably be public news. This is called September, October. Probably by spring of next year, the person who gave the demo predicted it will have the same phenomenon as ChatGPT. And it was AI at a level I'd never seen before. Um, and this guy, talking about credentials, was on the chip design team for Google that was assisting the uh ai guys in developing the platform so they needed hardware resources he was the guy who designed that chip to, to make ai perform at the levels it needs to so he's got a lot of credibility i saw the demo with my own eyes we're going to be talking about it uh, a lot in the next couple of weeks but um this stuff is not slowing down it's just not um so let's get to uh, before we go on a quick commercial break let's talk about a few of the big use cases. The group that we've that's come together after the conference, it gets together once a month. We've, we've had a couple uh, charters in the last 60 days. Number one, let's try to get all the use cases identified or a good list of the use cases. And we've got a fairly robust list uh, that we'll be showing this uh, in, in November. And we've also been diving into the vendor community, our vendor community, to try to see where they're at. And we've been having some really good results. We got 10 major vendors. We got their survey results back and we're gonna be sharing them with the group um, shortly. But we did spend, I think about six weeks on the use cases. Sundar, the, from the top of your head, what are the top three use cases in the built environment that you're gonna focus on in the next six to 12 months? So the big ones
1: are smart building management, right? So that's something that basically where you can see immediate returns that you can actually be able to get, wherein AI can be used to automate and optimize building operations in a hedgeback, you know, as far as energy management goes, in a hedgeback control, and also security too. Um, the benefits are it basically reduces its costs and, you know, improves efficiency and other things look at it from an asset management perspective it can also be used to track and monitor the condition of the buildings you know that and the equipment that's basically there
0: and but, but, but let me let me push back on you a little bit you know yeah. two years ago in the middle of a pandemic new york city some of the most instrumented buildings in the country building's empty energy consumption flat the same didn't go down mm-hmm. despite the fact the buildings were empty from the pandemic the energy so, are these buildings ready for AI? I mean, are, are are our building, are our is our building stock ready for smart building ideas like that, where the data is then processed by AI?
1: And, and it will be right. So the reason I say that is like by adding in the IOTs and other things, you can now actually see how the patterns look like. You know, you can actually see when there is a lot more usage at the time you actually increase. And when there is no usage, you can reduce it. So then the energy consumption comes down. Um, You know, I was at a, um, you know, uh, last year we were at the uh, Chicago, you know, RealCom Chicago CIO Forum at a building in in Chicago.
0: Um, John Buck, I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty awesome because, you know, as soon as we walked in, you know, they basically were able to turn the temperatures up. You know, it knew that someone was in the in the building and the temperatures went up. And as soon as we left, you know, I was looking at it and it came down. So it was basically going based on the occupancy of that room, the space management that was there and everything else. So that's
0: basically where you would see the maximum
1: value of the box.
0: But in order to take advantage of AI, let's be clear, yeah. you have to have the highways, you have to have the off ramps. You have to have the lines in the middle of the road. I mean, you need infrastructure yep. to be able to connect these devices to a common network, you know, and have protocols and data normalization to, to funnel this data to a central place where the AI can do its job, correct? Definitely.
1: Uh, and I think you cannot you cannot move without that, right? So, you know, the assumption is that you have that and then you can actually help some other things
0: forward well and we are seeing uh, some instances especially in the cloud-based applications where an hvac vendor will apply ai in the back into the hvac functionality the lighting vendor do the same the problem is when you have all these islands of data doing their own thing you're losing some of the collective comprehensive benefits of having an interconnected system right Mm -hmm. in other words if the building's empty you know lights off av hvac down those two systems acting independently i think may not be as effective as we want Mm -hmm. um way how about you top use to one or two use cases in the built environment
2: yeah so i'm seeing a lot of sort of tenant queries so think about customer service think about tenants that have questions with regards to their lease or with regards to a particular problem they might have uses of gen ai in that respect in terms of the chatbots and things like that reduce that sort of administrative load and give far quicker responses so i'm seeing it from that point of view the other thing is around attracting tenants and sort of understanding the market and research. So I see AI within that space being able to look at when tenants might look to switch, uh, look at when tenants might fall into um, debt or fall back on their, their payments and being able to predict that. And so that will certainly help with the built environment with respect to making sure that the occupancy is optimal, can be proactive in terms of providing any resources that are needed in order to, for the whole ecosystem to continue.
0: Now, you did a pretty stunning demo this year at Realcom and IBcon with your virtual assistant, right? Um, where it was, it was not a chat box, it was not an email, it was not a form on a website. It was an animated, uh, pretty interesting looking uh, female figure where you were just having a conversation with, right? And if that's early days, I can only imagine what it's gonna look like 12 months from now. How long before we see a, an automated attendant you know, virtual automated attendant on the homepage of a real estate company, able to answer any question in, in, in voice, not text, that somebody visiting that website may be? How long till we see one of our firms take it to that level?
2: It's very soon, to be honest with you, Jim. I think we have the technology and the capability to do it today. I would say we'll start to see it in some of those emerging players in this sort of six to 12 months time frame,
0: and, and I just thought of this, I'm just, let's write it down collectively. Um, if you can maybe think about doing what you did in, 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 this, in June and maybe find two or three other examples of those type of animated um, AI assistants, just to show the audience how fast that particular world is going. Because I think once you get that human interface figured out where people feel comfortable talking and interacting, then it it goes to a whole nother level. Um, One of my use cases that I'll just throw in there was, you know, the ability for um, somebody who's got a portfolio, say in Southern California, to apply visual uh, uh, AI uh, using like a Google satellite map and within literally a click of a button, determine the condition of their roofs and provide a maintenance and a repair schedule based upon what AI found in those images of those roofs of that portfolio, okay? And, and i mean we're just touched to. i think we probably have about 60 case studies identified so far the group has put together all right let's take a brief uh break to hear from one of our sponsors and um when we come back we're going to get into a little bit of the details of what's going to happen at buildings ai this november all right um so let's bring the guys back and get this conversation going All right, guys. So what we're going to do now is we're going to um, focus on the event. So what led us to the event is you know our, our programs team keep their ears to the ground, and there he is, the head of our programs team, Howard. Thanks for, sure. us for this segment, Howard. Um, and so you know we keep our ear to the ground. First year was 2016. It was human. had somebody kind of a little dormant for a few years, and then this year Howard felt you know a, a palpable response. The industry looking for answers on AI. Five, six different sessions, Howard, at the at conference, I think, uh, on AI, where you guys did deeper dives, is that about right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So so he puts five or six sessions together and then literally, a week after the conference, sends out an email to 100 people saying, was that enough? Everybody said no. And that's when the two of you and the 75 or other people, uh, Howard and I and 75 other people and Sarah, got on a call and started talking about AI, right? We're calling it the Realcom, IBcon, um, AI Advisory Group. And that leads us to why did we decide to do Buildings AI, right? And we talked to you guys, we talked to the group, and we said, if everybody tries to figure this out incrementally an hour here, an hour there, a 15 minute session there, a little webinar there, it's gonna take too long. So we made it our goal to come up with a process to fast track everybody's knowledge on AI, Kind of in my head, by January 1st, this group is going to be a lot better educated on AI. So as they go into planning for 2024, they can understand what extent they have to devote financial and human resources to this topic, or if they're going to outsource, right? So we just said we can't do it in, in a couple hours. So we decided buildings AI, right? And we, we're going to we piggybacked it on Core Tech 23, which is our corporate real estate facilities event. And then um, we said, okay, you know, we're going to do it up in Silicon Valley where there's a lot of tech. But I want to hear from Howard first, and then you two guys. Why did we need to do buildings AI in your in your head, Howard? What was the main reason we said we got to get together for a day and have some really serious conversations about this? Roll up our sleeves and ask more questions than we have answers.
3: Well, you know, I think our first step was with that AI advisory group, and what we accept, I think, successfully did. So we created a group, and, and again, th- these are folks that are in the real estate industry. So these are these are industry folks that have opted into this group to talk with their peers, and this kind of created a hive mentality around sharing information, uh, you know, about AI, what they're doing, what the questions are, what the challenges are. So we could leverage the, you know, just leverage the magic of having everybody together in a group sharing, sharing with each other, and driving the topic forward. Uh, from that, uh, we got a lot of information from a number of surveys that we did internally. And uh, and, and the reason for building AI was, number one, it's timely. And uh, we had an opportunity uh, getting together in Silicon Valley, kind of, you know, ground zero for, you know, for AI. Uh, but also, there's only so much you can cover on, a, you know, on, on a team's call.
0: Exactly. Uh, you exactly.
3: know, a one hour, one and a half hour Teams call. Um, so we thought we'd put some structure to it, and and create a, a one day program.
0: And I will, well, even though we're going to put structure for it, I'm going to go out there and say it's still wild west. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're, oh. we're going to be adding and deleting speakers right up until the last minute as we discover and uncover the difference between hype and reality. And and you you're experiencing the difference between. What is real and what is not? I'll be, be honest, honest with you. You know, I put together a, a real IPCon program, a hundred sessions. You know,
3: hundreds of speakers. It's snapped to grid. I know exactly where we're going. With this, with the AI topic, I have, uh, I have more than a vague idea, but it sh- it shifts every almost every right.
0: Time. Well, and in, in, in that the reason is is because there is so much hype out there and so much ambiguity out there that it's hard. Right. And so what we are guaranteeing though, at least from my perspective is we're going to have the right people in the room asking a lot of questions. You know, nobody's going to be up on that stage telling you this is the way to, you know, to the promised land. This is going to be an exploratory roll up your sleeves event where I want to consider more of a working you know group than, than, um, sitting and listening people talk at you all day? So my objective is to level set on what the important
3: things are that we need to know about uh, if we're putting together an AI strategy. And secondarily, uh, I want to share some of the best, uh, most instructive use cases. uh, And that is with presentations and demos of how AI is being applied in very significant areas. So we're going to be, t- you know, we're we're going to be talking about everything from the regulatory environment to how to uh, how to put together a governance framework for your, you know, for AI for your enterprise. To, you know, how do you deal with the talent shortage? Of well,
0: yeah, um, and, and and also, I mean, for smaller real estate companies who don't have large teams and don't can't have their own AI specialists, how to leverage the general vendors, the Microsofts, the Googles, the Amazons, the Metas. I mean and that's why we wanted to be in Silicon Valley close to those companies to get those relationships forged because a lot of real estate companies just don't have the financial or human resources to deal with this.
3: And 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 we'll have the we'll have the benefit of input from you know from the Metas, from the IBMs from the from the Microsofts as well as from our commercial real estate solution providers, you know, exactly. our our yardies and MRIs and VTSs also. Uh, where, where they see the, you know, where, where they're going, where they see the industry going, so they can get bilaterally. They'll also get feedback from the industry on what, uh, on what the industry is ask, asking for. But the crux of what we're doing is going to be, I think the objective is to, to really expose some critical use cases so folks can see what the opportunities are and, and what, what AI in many forms, and we're, we're talking AI and machine learning, but also Gen AI. We're talking about computer vision, yep. uh, text Lots. to speech, yeah, yeah, all of the all of the different flavors, uh, and actually see some of the best examples in the world.
0: So Sunder, yep. you know, you're leaning in on this topic. Why did you want to get involved? So first of all, I
1: basically, I think basically, uh, getting everyone together, you do get some valuable insights on the AI's transformative, transformative potential. Uh, that you could then be able to apply at your companies, right? So that's basically one thing. The second thing is also actionable strategies that you can take back. So those are the two things that I would basically see coming in. Um, you know, as we know, like you know, working with generalists, you can actually see what they're doing in their industry and then see how that can be applied in your industry, mm-hmm. bringing yeah. them together, and this is how you move your industry forward.
0: Well, and and, and, and we'll, I'll get to it in a second, but being at Meta's headquarters, um, I mean, yeah. we're going to be able to, the, the new VR headset that was just announced two days ago. Right. Um, think about that headset with AI applied to the built environment as built maintenance operations. I mean, it, it, the corporate America, specifically in Silicon Valley, and that's that's the core tech part of the conversation, is probably going to take a big lead in trying to figure some of this out because these technology yeah. companies have tech in their DNA and it's making its way into their real estate and facilities groups. Mm-hmm. There's a, a reason why we've been hanging in Silicon Valley in the fall for the last five to 10 years. It's because those are the companies who are you know, between Microsoft and Seattle and all the tech in Silicon Valley. There's a lot of brain trust that has been very fortunate or, or we've been very fortunate to have work with us. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne, how about you? Uh, what's the number one objective of, of building AI?
2: For me, thank you, Jim. For me, it's about sharing our experiences. It's like the gold rush. Everybody is entering into the AI in at different stages of participation. And everybody is learning what works well, what doesn't work well, and everything else in between. In order to accelerate this industry, what I see as one of the primary objectives is to share that knowledge and to give best tips, best advice, and everybody has their proprietary information. And this is not about that. This is about finding we all have to go through the same steps. What are they?
0: Yep, exactly. And, and our attitude was instead of the whole industry doing it one at a time, let's get together, create the use case list, let's get together, let's ask the top 25 most influential vendors in our industry where they're at. These these summary sheets that we're preparing are stunning. I mean, you wanna know what you know. eight to 10 of the top companies are doing you don't have to have those hour conversations, those two hour demos, at least you have a starting point. And again, the goal was that by January one of 2024, this group of people starts as the foundation. And then we, we shed that knowledge into the larger industry, of, you know, larger, broader industry, and we help get our industry up to speed sooner rather than later. That, okay. that's, that, and, and if you guys remember, we said our approach has to be different. We gotta, we gotta move at lightning speed. We gotta fail fast. We gotta talk to everybody. We gotta sift through a lot. And even if we only get it 50% right, uh, I think I think it's going to be a, a great collection of conversations and people to to do it. Um, all right, before we wrap, um, I would just want to talk about why are we doing Cortec 23 and building AI in um, in Menlo Park and Meta's headquarters. So, Ian, why don't you bring up that diagram and I'll just I'll kind of just chat to it. But we were very very fortunate to meet some uh, very strategic people from Meta at RealCom and IBcon this summer. Um, uh, Bobby Lusant, uh, who's head of their Smart Facilities Program, who was brought to the conference and introduced by Google, um, said came to the conference and said he loved it, met a lot of great people. And Howard and Bobby kind of talked. And, and, you know, Bobby says, I want to get involved. And Howard said, well, how much? And he says, a lot. And so Bobby basically said, um, you know, let's have the conference at. or howard asked me said let's have the conference at uh at meta and and we jumped on it okay so the first and foremost that photo you just saw is one of the most state-of-the-art event centers in corporate america possibly in the united states period and when we walked in here we go this is the kind of room you need to communicate in the 21st century so any corporation who's trying to figure out what an event collaboration center should look like you just need to be in the room so I mean, getting in this room is is worth the price of admission, if you will. And you're gonna see screens that move and walls that move and AV and streaming and all sorts of technologies that some people have struggled to do. You, in this facility, you click a button and you got a team of people who know what they're doing and it's phenomenal. So that seeing, being in that facility and being in the heart of AI is how we're described as key. And this is just gonna give you you know a little bit of the highlights. This is up on our website. The conference highlights for Buildings AI, interactive discussions, roadmaps, uh, governance. And then the sessions include, you know, everything from, you know, what, what is general tech? What are the general tech AI leaders talk, thinking about? How does that translate down into the built environment? what is, What's happening at the high level inside of our industry? What are some of the best use cases, the challenges, the opportunities? Um, And so we're really, really excited um, to get this out of the shoot. It's going to be the inaugural event. Um, We don't expect it to be perfect, but like I said, even if we only get it half right, uh, we will have started a great dialogue, which will take us into 2024. So guys, last thoughts on AI, uh, Buildings AI. Sunder, 30 seconds. Leave the audience with final thoughts.
1: So I would say to anyone who's listening in that this is the first event Uh, that I know of, which is basically set up in the heart of Silicon Valley, right? With brightest minds. And basically it's going to help them understand, you know, what is happening in this particular, in their AI journey and transformation and what they can use in their their strategy as they go back uh, into their companies.
2: Wayne? Yes, and so for me, The journey's just started, both for us as an industry, but also for the AI journey. There's so much more to come. This experience we're going to have is going to be amazing. And one of the things to take note of is the building we're in and the type of capabilities that it has. Because, believe it or not, there will be some of our tenants that will require that type of capability. I
0: would say all of our tenants. All of our tenants. Uh, what what you'll see at the museum is a standard of communications. And it's not fancy screens and and cameras. It's the ability to communicate effectively, quickly to a large audience in the room, outside the room. You want to bring a speaker in, click a button. You want to stream a speaker out, click a button. And so it's really just a great example at a physical level of seeing what, what a facility might look like in the future, as well as the rest of the campus for that matter. Howard, uh, I know you've been working hard. Uh, like you said, this is harder in some cases than than, than hundred sessions, um, final thoughts.
3: Um, I think we're, we're gonna have some phenomenal people with some phenomenal thought leadership and insights. Um, but I think as, as Wayne had mentioned, the, the magic is gonna be actually being together with your peers and sharing your your journey and gleaning learnings you know from other folks that have been along the path a little bit uh longer than you so i think the opportunity to create relationships and also benefit from some extraordinary thought leadership uh is is going to be very worthwhile
0: yeah their their egos are not allowed there will be more questions than answers there is no question too dumb Um, our goal is to get of a group of bright individuals together in a room, ask as many questions as we can, get the answers so we can share with the industry so everybody cannot feel overwhelmed uh, and, and help them navigate through hype and reality. So guys, thank you so much for your leadership role in this. I know it's a heavy lift. Um, we're learning a lot as we go, but by November, uh, middle of November, November 15 and 16, um, we're we're going to have a good crew of people ready to have some great conversations and demonstrations, <laughs> seeing is believing. All right. Um, thank you to Sunder and Wayne. We'll let you guys go. And I usually hand it yeah. off to Howard for the news. Howard's already here, so I'm going to get out of the way. And Howard's going to tell you what's happened this week in uh, Real Estate prop tech uh, News. Thanks, Howard. Thanks, Jim.
3: Hey, and, and thank you, Sunder and Wayne. Uh, number one, for working so diligently with the AI Advisory Group and RealCom but also for agreeing to be our building's AI co-chairs this year. Thank you. Uh, now for a couple of news stories. I'll try to move through this fairly quickly. Uh, So these are from our weekly news briefing that goes out every Thursday morning. And if you don't see it in your inbox, just go to Realcom, click on News. So our lead story, believe it or not, was generated by ChatGPT. Really? Well, at least we're honest about it. Wish everybody was. So it's entitled the MSG Sphere Las Vegas. The immersive experience transformed and if you're not familiar the msg sphere 400,000 square foot entertainment venue that's a joint venture between madison square garden entertainment company and the las vegas sands and it's built as the largest spherical structure in the world it's on sands avenue just off the strip it's scheduled to open actually tonight with u2 and their Achtung baby live it's going to be there for the next week it's 366 feet high 516 feet wide it has an 18,000 seat auditorium and the interior has a wraparound 16K LED screen. The exterior has 580,000 square feet of LED display, large and bright enough to be seen from outer space. Needless to say, this is going to cause more than a few rubbernecking traffic slowdowns in Vegas for the foreseeable future. So, this AI generated article actually does go pretty deep into the design and technology of this architectural marvel. Actually, a great read. Thank you, ChatGPT. So, uh, next, since 2012, we've been profiling and showcasing some ex- outstanding examples of pretty technologically advanced smart buildings, campuses, and portfolios at our annual conference in our Smart Building Best Practice Showcase, which is assembled every year by our own Tina Danielson. And this week, we're featuring Sterling Bay's 311 West Monroe, uh, 390,000 square foot office building in Chicago's Loop. And this is a renovation project that transformed a 70s era, uh, era office building. an ultra-modern workplace that leverages data and monitoring-based commissioning to achieve some pretty aggressive energy goals. The properties achieved a reset, air certification, and well health safety rating among others. Data transparency uh, enhances tenant experience on energy use and indoor environmental quality metrics, including customized tenant energy and IAQ dashboards. It's another great project by Sterling Bay. next so prologis just released a research paper on future proofing the global supply chain how ai automation and other technologies are impacting efficiency so it noted logistics real estate investments have actually been outpacing revenue growth despite advancements in automation and data analytics and they've labeled this the supply chain productivity paradox so the logistics real estate required to support a billion in retail sales increased from 500,000 square feet 10 years ago to 800,000 square feet today, a 57% increase. And in this article, they cite five drivers fueling the supply chain paradox, e-commerce, omni-channel operations, product variety, transportation cost management, regulatory compliance. And on the technology side, they look at the impact on the supply chain of AI and big data, basic IT data analytics, legacy automation, autom- autonomous mobile robots, and automated sortation and retrieval some great insights on supply chain logistics thank you prologix Uh, and finally our ai blockbuster story for the week actually there are two but this one i think is pretty good Uh, amazon and anthropic have announced a strategic collaboration to advance generative ai so uh, anthropic uh, with its hundred thousand token context window anthropics llm Claude. It handles everything from sophisticated dialogue and creative content generation to complex reasoning and detailed instructions. And with today's announcement, AWS customers are going to be able to customize Anthropic models with their own proprietary data to create their own private models. Now, customers accessing Anthropic's current models that are available through Amazon Bedrock are now are able to build generative AI-powered applications to automate tasks like producing market forecasts and developing research reports and enabling new dur- drug discovery for heath- health care and personalizing education programs and i mean there's so much happening now and it's coming so quickly it's honestly it's hard to keep track uh amazing how much has transpired in just the tw- last 12 months so uh i know we're we're short
0: on time that was just a few of this week's highlights i'm wishing great, you all Scott. a
3: great weekend and back yep. to you jim
0: so the one thing about the sphere uh, I did note in the article was that it's a billion dollars over budget, I think yeah. it, it was a billion and now it's two. And and apparently the individual, you know, at, at that company who's driving that literally is putting his entire career's work and betting on the future of these type of facilities. And, uh, you know, he was a, a traditional real estate, New York real estate developer and just has gone all in on the future. And uh, I think there's a lot of people are going to be watching. But, you know, what I've seen so far, and we tried to get into it this summer and couldn't because it was so much, so much chaos going on with, you know, finishing up construction. But you're in Vegas. Uh, we expect you to be keeping an eye on it and keeping us uh, apprised of what. Uh, if you are
3: in Vegas, you can get a tour of it, you know, a, a day tour for like 50 bucks. But if you want to go to a U2 concert, it's 800 bucks a
1: seat. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable! Yeah. At that rate, they'll probably make up that that dollars. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's boy, it's taken it to yet another level, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thank you. Great job, Howard. And uh, have a great weekend. Okay. All right. So before I go on to next week's show, let's hear from our final sponsor, and I'll be right back. All right. So uh, next week, um, we are going to be uh, continuing the conversation on generative AI. And uh, we don't have them confirmed right yet, but uh, we're working on the details. Uh, But if we get these two folks on, we are going to be able to hear straight from the center of Washington, D.C., uh, from an organization that's uh, intimately involved with setting the AI policy coming out of our our, uh, um, government in D.C. and is dealing with all these top companies that we've been mentioning. And, uh, And we're hoping we can get them confirmed by Monday. But uh, no matter what, we're going to have a phenomenal conversation next Friday on Generative AI AI, leading into the fall, leading into Core Tech 23 and Buildings AI, uh, and making sure we're keeping our ear to the ground on topics that are important to you, those trying to figure out how technology and specifically AI is going to continue to impact the built environment. So with that, I say thank you. You have a great day, great weekend, and we'll see you next week on Realcom Live. Be well.